When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, I'm joined by one of my friends and honestly, one of my favorite people in the running world, Matt Wisner. He is the self-proclaimed Chief Vibes Officer of New Generation Track and Field. He ran at Duke for his undergrad and Oregon for grad school, but we were never at Oregon at the same time. I only met him this past summer. We went to New Gen Camp together. He's now a part of the New Oregon Track Club which they just announced, coached by Ben Thomas, who used to be the coach at Oregon, and just has an amazing personality. So excited for you guys to join in on our little conversation, our little catch-up call, you know what I mean? Big shout out to today's sponsor of this episode, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is something I use every single day of my life, and honestly, I would have no idea what's going on inside my body without Inside Tracker. To live your healthiest, longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside your body, so the way to do that is with Inside Tracker. They go beyond generic blood work by revealing a more personalized reference range for each person, what they call the optimal zone, to assess precisely where your health is optimized and where it's not. I get my blood tested with Inside Tracker using their ultimate plan, which has 46 different biomarkers tested. I get that done every couple months just to see where I'm at. And honestly, it's super eye-opening. Like the last time I got it checked in October, I realized I was anemic. My ferritin is at 20, which is just really not good for a female endurance runner especially. Literally, I would have had no idea that my ferritin levels were trending downward and they have been for a long time and I just haven't really done anything about it. But once I saw that they were at 20, I was like, okay, I need to start supplementing with iron. Inside Tracker was created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. And they analyze your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to help you live healthier longer. If you're a data-oriented person and especially if you're interested in nutrition and just finding out what works for you and what your body needs specifically, like individual to you, Inside Tracker is the best. You get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. You can also add Inner Age 2.0 to any plan to calculate your true biological age and see how you're aging from the inside out, which is pretty neat. For a limited time, take 20% off their top selling ultimate plan if you're in the US or Canada. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash Emma or use code Emma20 for 20% off at checkout. That's insidetracker.com forward slash Emma and code Emma20 for 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Link in the show notes as per usual. Now let's get into today's episode with Matt. Maddie Wiz on the pod. Um, thanks for coming on, my friend. But before we get into it, do you want to give us a little intro of who you are, what you're about? Sure. I'm I'm about a lot of things, but I'm Matt. 
Um, I'm 24 years old. <laughs> I live in luxurious Eugene. Um, I'm running for OTC and making content with New Gen. And yeah, I think that's all that's super necessary. Yeah, that is... I mean, I feel like you, there's a lot more to you than just that. But the first thing I want to ask is, are you coached by Alberto Salazar? Yes. Now that, now that the cat's out of the bag, I'm, <laughs> I'm just speaking about it freely, but, um, you know, I, I sought Alberto out after I heard of all the, the things he had done. So I'm, I'm like into that kind of approach. My high school coach was really similar to that. So. Oh, really? You just wanted someone that will like mentally torment you or what? Yeah, exactly. No, actually, when we were at NXN, I like met this really funny like new gen fan, and he was like making jokes about like fentanyl and like <laughs> that like abusive like Indiana coach and stuff. And then we just like kept talking about all this crazy stuff, and I told him that he should start a rumor about me, and then he like made that let's run thread. Oh, so that was I was I thought you wrote it because it was like very well written. I was like I feel like Matt wrote this or no, something he, he murdered it though yeah it was so funny but then they closed it off so no one could comment back anymore is it deleted now probably i haven't checked on it in a while yeah me neither but for those listening there was a let's run thread about matt that said it was like matt wisner coached by alberto salazar or something i don't even know what the title of it was but it was, it was matt wisner in bed with salazar oh yeah yeah that's what it was. in bed with salazar Oh, poetic. Like, what is this? And it was like a very, very detailed thing of like him being at South Eugene and Alberta was standing there at the track and like a mat, like a hooded man, <laughs> roughly of Salazar's stature. <laughs> and then people were speculating, like, well, it's not too far off. Like it kind of makes sense. Like the things that people believe, it baffles me. And then in like true let's run fashion, I got clowned in the comments. Someone was like, why would Alberto ever want to coach someone with roughly the same PRs as Aaron Salman? <laughs> I was like, okay, logging off. Yeah, I have to be humbled a little bit. It's let's run. So I guess that makes sense. Um, okay, well, I'm curious about like the OTC stuff from like a friend point of view, because I mean, I knew that you guys were scheming something with OTC. Mm -hmm. From what I knew, like OTC was disbanding completely, whatever. Everyone was let go. It was not going to exist anymore. But then now it's still existing. And I'm confused, yeah. like what what happened? Yeah, I'll give you the rundown. So basically, <laughs> like OTC has existed since the 60s. Um, and it wasn't until like 2007, I think, that like Nike got involved and had like a really elite pro team. Um, so yeah, Nike for like 15 years, like sponsored OTC elite and they had like, you know, sometimes they were really good. Sometimes they weren't, but I guess after last year, they, you know, decided it wasn't like a good investment. So they pulled all their funding, but like, that doesn't mean that OTC stopped, like the whole organization still exists. Um, and they're like a nonprofit and like have a bunch of funding too. So like right now we're just, all of our funding is coming from like the community organization, but we're like in a bunch of conversations with potential sponsors for the group too so if anyone with you know a lot of money in their in their purse and or wallet is listening to this pod and wants to sponsor the Oregon track club um that's like happening right now so hop on hit my email stop that's why matt came on the podcast is just yeah. sponsorship <laughs> for him and his team yeah. so who was like talking with the organization was it like ben or was it you guys like who ben would... thomas my yeah. coach yeah yeah. Not Ben Crawford. <laughs> yeah, Ben Crawford was talking <laughs> on our behalf. Um, 
Yeah, it was like, yeah, Ben Thomas, I'd say. It was like kind of in the works for a while, but yeah, he definitely took the reins a bit. So then what is Ben Thomas doing? Because he's not coaching at Oregon anymore. So is he only yeah. full-time with you guys or mm-hmm. is he coaching other people as well? Yeah, he's just full-time with us. But yeah, we're still trying to figure out how to get that man's salary, like a proper salary. Yeah, how did he like take the Oregon situation? Because he wasn't even there for that long and obviously people were doing well. Yeah, I mean, he was a great coach at Oregon. He got really good results. So it was kind of like, you know, kind of jarring and like upsetting when he was replaced by Jerry Schumacher. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I feel like that just can't feel good. But was he going to stay in like Eugene no matter what just because he had like you guys or was he thinking about moving somewhere else like college coaching elsewhere I honestly like didn't talk to him about it that candidly but like yeah I know that he was like offered other jobs other college jobs that he like turned down to do this so he's like pretty serious about this but like yeah we have to like make it work financially for him too yeah yeah I love the running world just scrounging everyone's just scrounging around for money everyone's so scrappy that's what makes it fun though keeps it interesting I guess Yes, uh, scarcity mindset all around. Stop. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> <Best>. no, <laughs> nothing like living, living with the scarcity mindset. So how do you like living in Eugene still? I'm like fine with it because this is only my third year in Eugene. But, you know, a bunch of my teammates have been there now for like six years and like <laughs> seven and eight, I think, for some of them, which I think is like a little bit suffocating. But we're trying to make Eugene cool like I know like a bunch of people who are like thinking about moving to Eugene and uh yeah I think it could be like a really cool little social scene but the town itself like without the running and like the people there totally would be not a desirable place to live I don't think it's kind of a shitter (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like if you had like a really good squad out there it would be perfect like if there was just a more young adult community that lived out there besides for like I don't know the people that stay after Oregon I feel like if yeah. you had more pro runners or just more people in the running world that live there it would be a lot more fun that aren't just flying in for the big summer meets you know right it because yeah. like there's fun places to hang out you know I mean the winter sucks but it's yeah it's fun with people you know totally yeah and it's like the most beautiful place ever in the summer yeah so it makes, it's like every time I go back I like miss it I'm like oh yeah and then being there for eight years straight that makes me want to die inside so. yeah how long did you live in Eugene uh 2015 to it was like beginning of three years beginning of 2015 to 2018 okay I don't know if I would ever do it again to be honest well again because it's just like I need a bigger social circle I think I just need to meet people outside of the running world also and that Eugene is the opposite of that so I honestly wouldn't put it past you moving back to Eugene just because you move so much yeah honestly if the right opportunity came about I would do it like, Emma's like like six weeks from now I'm just like I'm in my moving era again <laughs> I'm moving to I don't even remember what street I lived on Walnut Place I'm moving to Walnut Place okay I don't actually know where that is <laughs> it's close to uh wait well I'm not gonna ask where you live on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna dox my address never mind we can stop talking about that um okay well so you went to Duke first Mm-hmm. I was doing my research before the podcast. That's why I was a little late. Um, I had to do research on you, so I was stalking you. Okay. Your Duke roster pick, you were slaying in that. Slay. I feel like I haven't seen you without the man bun or like long hair and ever. And so, yeah, I... yeah you had like a, a full on haircut. Uh huh. Basically, like I just didn't cut my hair when lockdown started, mm-hmm. and then it got kind of long. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of like rocking with this. And I never 
like honestly I've never had a haircut in my life where I've been like this is the best haircut for me like I've never been totally happy with it so I was just like down to try something else and it's kind of just like less bad to me than the short hair so I've kept it but I'm still not completely sold like last week some guy dm'd me on instagram and was like I'll give you a thousand dollars to cut your hair I like the long hair I feel like it suits you yeah I think it kind of does too I don't know looking at the short hair I was like I was like is that mad I couldn't even tell but maybe that's just because I'm so used to seeing you with long hair I don't know it's the evil twin yeah (laughs) evil twin um okay anyways how was your uh duke experience it was it was good I'm like like looking back on it it makes sense that I went there and I was happy that I went there but my priorities were like really different I'd say like I don't know I never like really took running that seriously and like especially on my team like the people who tried the hardest with running were like running the worst so I was kind of like almost empowered to like try less and it was like kind of working wait why why were people worse I think they just like worked like my coach wrote these workouts that were like way too difficult and then people just like run themselves into the ground um and then like school was also pretty demanding and so it's like definitely harder to like you know run twice a day or like get the proper sleep all the time like stuff like that so yeah I'm like glad I did it because I like school was always like a really like important to me and school there was like really good but um yeah like when I got to Oregon I was like I like that situation a lot better I'd say yeah I feel like because you were were you a grad student at Oregon like had you already gotten your degree okay yeah Yeah. the grad students they thrive at Oregon because I feel like people do their like hard school before yeah their undergrad and then they get to Oregon and it's like a breeze because most of the classes are just a lot easier and I don't know the way the training is usually I feel like it's just smarter so people just succeed it seems like I don't know in their grad years and maybe you're just older too well it was also that thing too where it's like if I hadn't had like demanding school and not demanding running then demanding running and not demanding school wouldn't have worked for yeah. me but it's just because it was like the exact opposite of what I'd already done that I was kind of craving it I think yeah what did you study at Duke I studied public policy and creative writing okay. but Duke was like super liberal arts so you like took a whole bunch of stuff and then what did you do your grad degree in journalism okay that makes sense yeah it was quick yeah yeah how long did that take was that even that wasn't two years just one year yeah and then so but your season got okay I was looking on your t-first and your uh on my (laughs) t-first on your t-first so your season got you made it to indoor nationals then your season got cut off so yeah right that Albuquerque one in 2020 we were literally there yeah you were there yeah everyone was there and like doing the pre-meet and stuff and it was like the night before that they canceled it and it was like they're like we don't want to like expose you to each other but then we all just like went to big parties anyway (laughs) so it's like it yeah kind of backfired on them if that was their true reason but yeah well they're not thinking about the parties they're thinking about the meet so I guess that makes sense they're gonna go straight to bed yeah they're they're (laughs) yeah um Well, then that probably just gave you motivation too. Like, did you always know you wanted to go somewhere else to run? No, I, if I would have stayed at Duke, I wouldn't have had eligibility left. So I never, because yeah, that was really God intervening with the pandemic. God said, (laughs) let me give you a little pandemic. So Matt can (laughs) figure out what he wants to do with his life. Yeah. The pandemic happened. So Matt could run at work. Yeah, literally. 
Oh my gosh. Um, well then why Oregon? Like, did you, so what, okay. So you had eligibility left. Mm -hmm. Did you know that you wanted to continue? Because a lot of people were just like, no. Yeah. I mean, I like, I was like at a point where I was like, I could give a lot more to this and I want to like, kind of see what I could do. Like, I guess I could have hung it up right there, but yeah, it would have been kind of unsatisfying. Yeah. And yeah. As soon as, you know, we were in lockdown, I was in this bedroom and I was like <laughs> talking to coaches on the phone. You kind of like, you hit that transfer portal and then the emails start pouring in, which is really nice. And Dude, I really like when attention. I transferred, I, I wish I had the portal. It's so different. We had to get like full on, uh, I don't know. We had to get granted access to like specific schools. So you had to know already like where you uh, wanted to go. That's weird. Yeah. And Emma was like, Oregon, it's got to be Oregon. No, literally, it's mortifying thinking about that because when I was at Vanderbilt, I like had no idea. I mean, like, I just knew I wanted to focus more on running rather than school, which I don't know if that's the best, but it's kind of the same thing where like the training was just not, not correct for me. I could already tell right off the bat and then school I didn't mm -hmm. love. Anyways, um, so I was like, okay, where do I want to go? And I was like, she said, Oregon. what's the opposite of that? No, like literally polar <laughs> opposite. I was like, Oregon colorado oh my uh -huh. gosh i would have literally perished i think i don't know yeah. why i was so intrigued i can't see that for you no me neither i don't know why i thought that and then unc which would have been almost identical i feel like to vanderbilt experience mm -hmm. yeah so, UNC's like yeah totally i don't know just like similar vibes um but it's just funny because like marisa my coach at the time like she didn't really give me the time of day at all in high school you know i was good but like she was recruiting sarah baxter who was the best you know number one ever all time whatever so she probably like saw me and was like scum we don't care about you yeah, um, but then when I like reached out to transfer she was like oh yeah just come right away <laughs> and I was like okay and I had like an okay cross-country season it was just odd she a was weird like, a train <laughs> so literally like within two weeks I was I had never even visited Eugene in my entire life and I was like sure I'll go um and then I was there and Marisa didn't tell one person that I was showing up to practice. <laughs> I walk underneath the grandstands and Marisa literally is like, I was wearing like all like pink, like hot pink Brooks gear because they hadn't given me my gear yet either. And Marisa's yeah. like, hey everyone, this is your new teammate, Emma. And like everyone looks at me and is like this, like the most like concerned face. Like they had no idea I was coming. I was like, I'm so embarrassed. And I was just like wearing the most embarrassing outfit either. It was like so odd. They're and like, then nice Nikki Hills was like, hi, Emma. <laughs> I was like, oh, Nikki. <laughs> yeah. So um, sweet. Yeah, so already had some friends. It was fine. Um, anyways, that was my transfer experience. Very different. But anyways, the emails started pouring in. They <laughs> poured in. And like, yeah, I guess my coach, Ben Thomas, like had been coaching at Virginia Tech. So we were like familiar with each other. And kind of as soon as I started talking to him, I, you know, I felt that vibe. And I was like, okay, like, I really want this man to coach me. Because, like, all through my time at Duke, like, literally, he would get these, like, slow kids that would come into Virginia Tech, and then they'd be, like, like really good by the time they left there. And I kind of wanted to, you know, taste the sauce. But in some cases, like, I don't know, I talked to, like, some of the same coaches that I had talked to in high school, which is, like, kind of a weird thing. It's, like, four so years awkward. later, like, a whole new person. Yeah. You're, like, yeah. Yeah, that was, like, kind of not a good feeling because you're, like, remembering like all your awkward behavior from when you were like 17 <laughs> talking to these people <laughs> awkward behavior all the yeah. awkward no's like sorry I'm not yeah. going to your school yeah 
Well, the only one I actually talked to a second time was very sweet to me when I told him I didn't want to go there. That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so. so you told him no twice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Again, too cold. Yeah. What, um, like, what schools were you between? Was it basically just like Oregon you already knew? For grad school? Um, yeah, it was like Michigan, Washington, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. No, you don't want to go to UW? No. And I had lived I had lived on UW's campus one summer because I like had a summer job in Seattle through like some program mm. at my school. And I really liked it there. And I was like, dang, maybe I should like move here. But then yeah, Seattle is nice. Yeah, Seattle's great. Yeah. Well, I feel like you made the right decision. I mean, how was the um training different with Coach Thomas compared to like Duke? Uh, I like never really did much aerobic work like I was super mid D and like I ran really low mileage and stuff but now I'm like getting really good at like kind of the speed endurance and like I can I can tempo now you know I still haven't had a good cross-country race but I've run a good 3k now so, <laughs> yeah, yeah wait how was that um because you just ran the the camps dude that weather in San Francisco that weekend yeah, bro. revolting it was revolting. So we had like a race delay. Like how many like, hours? It was like an hour or something. Wow. But like I do this thing um, where I'm like trying to eat my food before the race. And like it, I always feel full. So I'm like literally force feeding myself. And then like even the hour delay, I feel like sets me off real bad. Because I like I'm like a little hungry. I feel like when mm -hmm. I start the race, which is fine. But like yeah, the delay, then it's like too much. It's just so for 10k like you gotta be fueled up i know i paid the price like kind of big time <laughs> i'm surprised that you even did that that's like really far 10k yeah yeah i had done it like one time at duke like i had to run regionals cross country one time yeah but well, otherwise now you made your debut really again yeah catch me next, next year one. i'm gonna i'm gonna do it well like at least one time so i can just like squash the beef squash the beef that you have with cross country yeah how was team morale? I mean, first race in the in the. It was, it was good. It was really like the team trip was really fun. It's like, you know, all the same guys that we'd been doing like team trips with. So, it felt very like, familiar and like kind of mundane, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think I think everyone was like pretty stoked to like rep OTC for the first time. Yeah, what do you want to do with running? Like, do you want? I don't know. What are your What are your main goals? um win the olympics oh, um good. nice uh set world championships record um <laughs> uh, no uh i don't know i don't i i think i will be like satisfied with running when i get to a point where i'm like really proud of something that i've done but i haven't like quite done that yet and i feel like maybe running is this kind of thing where it's like as you get better you like kind of want more yeah uh, i feel like you're I, never you're never satisfied with running ever yeah I don't know how that works like maybe at a certain point you're like okay this is enough and I know I'm never going to be able to do that again and I feel like that's the that's the time when I'll be able to hang it up yeah I feel like that's how I felt at the end of college I was like I ran so fast and I'm so burnt out I don't want to do this anymore and I feel like I because it was like I had one more season of eligibility and I just knew I wasn't going to run like I wasn't mentally in a place to run faster than I had before so I was like why am I even doing this anymore yeah um so I didn't really have any problems hanging it up it was honestly necessary but then now I just have like a strong urge to like be good again because being slow sucks. So yeah, that's totally like what would have happened with me if I would have stopped after yeah. undergrad. 
it kind of feels good though like to take a break because I feel like I had never taken a break ever so it was nice yeah. to take time off but I would love to like I don't know just at least feel good running again I don't need a PR in like mile absolutely not um but it would be nice to just be able to tempo run without wanting to die I don't think that ever happens though yeah well again because then it's like the workouts just get harder and you just get better and you just like live a life of pain and misery that's kind of true with a little bit of success in there and fun do you feel like when you took a little bit like of a step back from the from the rigor of your running that you like understood your other interests better I mean I think I already knew like I had to be a more balanced person I think that was one of the things that I had I like had a problem with at Oregon was that it was too focused on running I think Mm -hmm. I would have done a little bit better if I had a better social life and then when I started my YouTube channel my senior year, like I really realized how much I like having something else involved that I'm like focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was nice, like just taking time away to like focus on work stuff and get my personality back. Cause I had lost honestly my person, my entire personality. I was going to ask you that. Do you ever feel like running makes you lose your personality or do you not even know because you, I feel like you've been running for so long. I'm going to like keep it real with you. I feel like I've never gone so all in with running that it's been able to compromise something like that really I've had to like it's like I've said like no to like my like the first wedding I was like truly invited to I had to like say no to because of running and that was like the first time I was like oh dang like running's like kind of getting in the way of like some of the stuff that I would like truly want to be doing and like I know that it like makes me live a pretty structured life but in terms of my character I don't think it's like soul-sucking enough for me to like I mean, maybe I, maybe I have just a whole nother layer to my character to unlock, but I think if that's true, then it's kind of over for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. That happened. People can handle it. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I feel like it only happened when I was in college and then after a couple of years, because I didn't feel, I feel like I didn't have enough friends, but I don't even think it was the lifestyle. I just feel like maybe it was the people I was around. I was Mm -hmm. just, it wasn't that exciting. I don't know, but I definitely lost like my personality and it's nice now because taking time away, I feel like I have it back now. And once I go into running again, like, I don't know, I'm starting to get into it more. Right. I just want to be careful because I like don't want to fall into that trap again. Like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't know. I don't want to say no to social events and I want to have like a good friend circle that's not running because I feel like that's what keeps me sane. But yeah. I feel like it's hard to be balanced. Is it not? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, all through undergrad, I had like normal friends that didn't run and I was like super into that. But now I like don't think I have a single one in Eugene. But it's also like I moved to a new place like during a time where like nobody was meeting anybody. And, you know, you kind of have these like default friends or whatever. And then I kind of just like rolled with that. Yeah. And I'm like fine with that because like another problem I had in college is like I had too many friends and I just like didn't have (laughs) yeah one thing about me I had way too many friends um no but seriously I did like spread myself too thin and like now I have like a handful of friends that are like a lot better friendships and that's like way better like I've learned my lesson yeah I feel like you need to have yeah this core friendships they just mean so much more than having just a ton of different friends I agree I feel like I'm this sounds bad I'm like picking and choosing my friends now because it's the same thing where I feel like I almost have too many like friendships that I'm trying to keep up with because I've moved around so much that it's almost it's like overwhelming and then I feel guilty for not like keeping up with people but I think just making like my circle small and like really prioritizing my close friends that I know that are there for me is important that's so true it's like 
you're trying to be my friend like you have to audition <laughs> in front of me simon cow randy jackson paula abdul and you need four yeses oh my gosh it needs to be unanimous stop yeah. i love that otherwise you're not you're simply not gonna yeah. be a friend Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Koros. It is 9.30 a.m. And yeah, I already got my run in this morning. And guess what I was wearing? Um, Yeah, my Koros Pace 2, of course. I always wear the blue sapphire one because it's just so pretty. But I also have a white one that's just classic. But the blue sapphire, I don't know. It just, I like switching it up, adding a little bit of color to my outfit. The Koros Pace 2 is the best GPS watch I've ever worn. Also, I just customized my watch face and now it's Christmas themed because literally it's Christmas in like two days. The best thing about the watch is how easy it is to use. You guys know I talk about it all the time, but like seriously, I'm not a tech wizard and the Koros Pace 2 is so easy to use that there's like no way you're gonna be confused about everything. All you have to do is press two buttons and then you're off and running. The watch syncs directly to the app and Strava, so automatic and instant. I'm about to head up to my parents' place for the holidays, and I'm not even going to bring my charger with me either because my Koros, the battery life, 10 out of 10. Seriously, I don't have to charge my watch for days, even when I'm wearing it like 24 hours a day if I wear it to sleep. It tracks your sleep, which is awesome too. And the battery lasts so long, I'm not even going to bring my charger. And I'm going to go on two runs while I'm there, and I'm going to wear it to sleep, and the battery will still be alive and well by the time I get back, I'm sure of it. It's like 10 trillion times better than any other GPS watch I've worn. So if you work out a lot, especially, Battery life is a huge thing, and the Coros Pace 2, it's got you. The watch is also really lightweight, but it's just a really high quality build. You never feel it on your wrist, it's super comfortable. I get a lot of compliments on it because it's just a pretty watch, and people like the watch faces. And they're giving Combos Over Cold Brew listeners a sweet deal. Just go to Coros.com and use code COLDBREW for a free accessory with the watch purchase. All you have to do is add the accessory like a band, a charger, or a piece of apparel to the cart before checking out and apply the code COLDBREW and you get that accessory for free with your watch purchase. Again, I recommend the Coros Pace 2, use code COLDBREW and you get that free accessory. Now let's get back into today's episode with Matt. Well, how did you, okay, how did you, uh, Ben and Carter all get involved with like new gen? Were you guys just, you guys just clicked right away and you guys were all homies or what? Um, I think I was like, I don't know. I was trying to think back to this kind of recent too. And I'm, I'm, I think I was friends with Ben first like I was closer to Ben before I was closer to Carter but it's kind of crazy because Ben isn't even on the team I Carter and I were like not really on the team together for very long oh that's true but um Ben like had this idea for a magazine and he had already like um gotten all these people off Instagram I guess to write for it and like a bunch of people like wrote these I'm not gonna lie god-awful like little essays and like it's terrible I mean if any of them are listening guys like this is nothing personal, but it's never been so bad. It's just business and, vibes. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know, like Ben must have like at some point figured out that it would be a good idea for me to edit it. And like for that first one, I kind of just like, like that train had left the station and I like did what I could to like fix it a little bit, but it was like a lost cause. So you were involved like the very first one that came In the out. first magazine. Yeah, I had like a limited involvement, but it wasn't until like, I think the fifth magazine that I like did the whole thing myself. Okay. And yeah. but, when was yeah. this? This was during COVID. That was January 2021. Oh my gosh. Magazine number one. So like a year and some. No, coming up on two years. Two years of new gen. It's crazy how like time flies like that. Did you know that you was gonna be something that you were gonna do for a while, or was it just kind of like, yeah. oh, I'll do it as a little I hobby? No I like at first agreed to do it as a favor. 
um, paper. And, obviously, You're like, yeah. mm-hmm. and obviously like Ben had his YouTube channel and stuff but like yeah we didn't know that or maybe Ben knew Ben I could see Ben having a master plan but I didn't know that everything was going to kind of come together with all the different pieces yeah and so are you really only in charge of the magazine or what else do you do um we all kind of do a lot of things but um yeah like I've I've been editing videos lately you should be able to like tell on the channel which video is a Matt video because I don't know mine feel kind of like traditional like YouTube edits in some ways really at least the couple that I've made lately but yeah the magazine is pretty big like yeah photo like directing photo shoots Joe Hale like told me like he's like you're gonna hate to hear this but like what you really are is a creative director and why why would you hate to hear that I feel like that's a good title I like kind of like it but he had seen me like retweet like this thing that week before it was like I want a fake gay job like creative director (laughs) yeah I guess it is like kind of a stereotype um in like the whatever media world Mm -hmm. of like what does that person do but I I mean it makes sense for your I don't know specialty I can't help it that I have all these great ideas and I'm (laughs) I'm a a visionary aesthetics (laughs) what are you guys working on right now anything exciting we're working on a magazine Carter and I are starting to work on a magazine yeah that should be like the next few weeks or is it Um, it I I feel like I can say it'll be like an OTC magazine so it's like trying to trying to characterize the team like I'm gonna write the whole thing I think um yeah so lots of writing lots of photo shoots are magazines like are they lucrative um yes and no so like first of all like you could call New Gen a magazine, like the whole thing, like all the like magazines that have print have like all the online content too. And like, just because it's mostly online doesn't mean it's not a magazine. Um, But like, yeah, the print thing is like, you know, print's kind of in decline. Not a lot of people are going to like buy print like they used to, like in the nineties, magazines are like how people learned about like pop culture trends and yeah. stuff like they didn't have Twitter. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I think on some level, magazines are Lindy, but... I think they're Lindy for sure. Yeah. I think people will always want a little mag. Especially in the running world, like everything is so outdated. I feel like it's... People love magazines, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to take more shots right now. There's no other like good... Not that like it's perfect, but like all the other ones are so boring. Runner's World... What are the other magazines? Like Runner's World. Oh. um, Women's Running. I used to write for them when I was broke. Uh, <laughs> track and field news I think Sidious mag but they're not actually a mag yeah yeah so we're just trying to you know trying to be like a fashion magazine like true entertainment so you're gonna be like runner's world you're gonna sell them in like targets mm-hmm. no oh <laughs> selling target would be great but I feel like they're pretty selective <laughs> yeah who they pick I don't know they sell run gum in target now you never know they actually if Nick I'm Simmons sure. is in target I feel like I could be in target yeah see that's what I'm saying you gotta shoot for the moon yeah, I would I would really like the magazine to be like sold in a store somewhere. I think that'd be really sick. Yeah, what's like your main goal with New Gen? What do you want to do? What what project what project would excite you? Um, well, I'll say that like the abstract goal, I think, is like turn some of the big personalities in the sport into like mainstream celebs. And like I maybe this sounds arrogant, but like I think we're getting to the point with like like how ambitious our ideas are and how competent our like media skills are that we could like do something that could totally like go mainstream pop culture um but I kind of want to like 
cover all the bases. Like you were at the Halloween party, obviously. That was like something I'd been thinking about for a while is like, how do we do like a reality TV type game with like characters in the sport? And like, yeah, I don't know. I'm cooking up an idea for like a little sitcom. Mm. with like, yeah. I mean, we've been DMing about Eric Jenkins' crazy little skits <laughs> and stuff, but like something like that in like a sitcom type format or like, yeah, I have a bunch of ideas. I'll keep most of them quiet, I guess, but. Yeah, you don't want someone from who would, who, I don't even know who would take that idea. And no one can take my ideas. <laughs> no one can actually execute on it. So, except for you. Yeah, I will point. say, it's like so nice meeting people that have the creative energy that you have in the running world, because I feel like it is, it's rare. I don't know. I I don't know. Before New Gen even became a thing, I feel like it was hard to, for me to even find anyone to like talk about these things with. But it's funny when you talk about like, I don't know, the sitcom or the, I, I've had this note in my phone for so many years to do like a running like Big Brother house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like you, like New Gen is the type of person that, or type of uh, media entity that could execute yeah. that. I don't know. I feel like me doing it alone, I don't, there's something that stands in my way. Like I don't have um, by myself, like to be able to yeah. make that a reality, but I feel like you, you guys genuinely do. And it's like so cool to meet someone that I don't know, has similar ideas, I guess. Cause it is right. Yeah. I would say like big brother, first of all, I'm like a super fan of like that kind of thing. Like yeah. I used to be so tapped in. I was during lockdown. I was like watching the big brother cams like every day. Like I was like on those live feeds. See, that's what I'm saying though. Like, it's so interesting and people want to see the drama and people, it's like really shows your true personality. So yeah. I feel like it's just the perfect little thing for the running yeah. world. Yeah. Like the Halloween one we did all in one night, obviously, but like, yeah, we're going to definitely talk about like flying everyone out and like doing like one that's a week long or like four days or something in the summer. Yeah. So yeah, we should talk about that. That could be great. I mean, it's just so much better than like a workout Wednesday, you know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Shack shack. I cannot do any more like work. I mean, I can't, I just don't watch workout videos. I feel like they're just what what new things are you gonna see on there? I need something new, something fresh. Yeah, I'm with that. Who do you think has the most underrated personality in the running world? I mean, I know I just name dropped him, but Eric Jenkins. I don't think he's underrated, though, is the thing. I think people just like forgot about him a little bit. I mean yeah I think a couple of years ago but I don't, I don't think people really know his personality because like he okay. doesn't have a big social presence I mean it's it's kind of there but that's really there from his running I'm assuming um yeah. I feel like he needs the platform though to go big he, he could like be in a movie I think no truly Eric Jenkins is literally the funniest runner I've ever met in my whole life I remember going to Oregon and he was like I don't know the men and women practice together my freshman year and I would show up to practice and it would be him Daniel Wynn and Johnny Gregoric and they would just be like rattling off these like the funniest jokes I've ever heard and I was like oh my gosh I'm obsessed with Eric Jenkins because he's literally just so funny and I remember walking to an walking into his apartment one time and he was wearing these like rose silk pajamas um and I was like you know what honestly that seems like very on point for you um and ever since then and then now that his I don't know his little bits on social media they make me die every time and I have to watch everything he posts and it's rare posting, but it's so funny. Yeah. I'm, I definitely have notifications turned on for him. Wake <laughs> up. Eric Jenkins posted. Uh, 
No, I think he's like the easy answer. I don't know if there's like another good answer. I like had a little Vashti Cunningham phase, but then I like wrote about her and moved on. <laughs> You're a one and done type situation for that? No, I feel like she's got some real star power. Vashti could, something good could come with Vashti. Don't yeah, I feel like that's what a lot of people ask, like who's the next star of track and field? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Cause it's like, the big ones like Sydney McLaughlin like is an obvious example boring as hell like she's so boring and like I want her like I literally I would do it for free like let me follow you around and coach you up on how to be like more interesting (laughs) (laughs) but does she need to be more interesting because she already like getting a bag she's already she's got her bag famous model but it's like there's no reason to me that she shouldn't be like a household name in some ways that's true like allison felix status or like even bigger and bigger yeah i don't think she, but i still don't even think she's reached allison felix status yet because i feel like a lot of people know the name allison felix but yeah i think that was also in a time where like people were paying attention to track <laughs> so how do we grow the sport of track and field i'm just kidding please don't, don't ask me do not ask that's probably my least favorite question in the entire world we probably have already talked about that but anytime i get anytime i'm at a running party i get cornered into answering that question somehow and i'm like honestly stop asking me that question i don't know yeah i think we need more we need more instagram reels of bowerman doing bands (laughs) (laughs) that's how we're gonna grow the sport um our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. 
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is like so random. So in my research that I was doing, my thorough extensive research, what are you writing? What are you writing down? You're, you're, are you journaling? You're like- Right now? Yeah. No, I literally have written YouTube, 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 Vashti, Vashti, Vashti. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's maybe a, maybe it's a nervous tick. Well, I was like, what notes are you taking? Like, are you taking notes on this podcast? I just like, like kind of always have a pen. Emma sucks at interviewing Emma. <laughs> yeah, the pen is the sixth finger. Okay. Oh, fair. You fair, fair, fair. That makes sense. Okay. Um, I was reading your Sir Walter Myler <laughs> little interview you did beforehand. Uh-huh. I love the intro thing. The first thing I see is I don't drink Gatorade very much, but when I do, I drink it out of those normal bottles and not the weird ones with the sucky top. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. What, you don't like the nipple cap? I don't like the nipple cap. Why not? I honestly like with the gripper. They, yeah. They had like asked, I think, for like five facts about you. And I was like, dang, everyone's gonna write the most boring stuff of all time. And we were at camp and I think it was like Reinhardt was drinking one of the nipple nipple tips <laughs> nipple <caps. laughs> I was like I, I should write about that I could write about anything yeah yours is funny I, I really enjoyed that um so I just kind of wanted to bring that up because I just that was like the first time I saw it I was like that made me laugh um okay let's get into some listener questions because we we need a little bit more of an unhinged um, approach let's see if there's a movie about your life who would play you that's not unhinged at all but who would play me uh, probably Timothy Chalamet. No one else is hot enough. <laughs> no one else is hot or good at acting enough to master the complexity of my personality. So you don't have anyone in mind? Um, I don't know. I think I think I would be played by someone who none of us know yet, and it's someone who like is in, you know, film school at NYU, and then A twenty four has like been following their Twitter account for three years, and then they pull them up to be me in the movie and that's their first <laughs> role ever I love that that's like their big break yeah yeah okay that's fair I'm trying to think of who would play me I literally have no idea I was like honestly after watching did you watch White Lotus at all yeah 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 honestly I'm like Jennifer Coolidge I think Stop. but she's too old now but I was like I feel like a that's young Jennifer be, Coolidge like, like just like aloof I don't know yeah like when she was in um Legally Blonde yes <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I feel like that is me almost. Yeah. I think she's I a little too aloof though in the face with filler. Just Yeah, it's it's a little too much. Yeah. Like she she feels like she has no intellect. Yeah, see, I'm like, I'm a little witty. I, I don't know if she's yeah, witty enough. Smart. Yeah, I'm so, thank you. Um, <laughs> what celebrity do you hate for no good reason? I feel like if I hate them, there's a good reason. Okay, well, what celebrity do you hate the most? the most out of anyone okay probably i'm like thinking about it to make sure but i think taylor swift no i literally despise taylor swift i don't know what it is like i don't i'm not i'm definitely not a swifty and honestly 
this is bad because I feel like a lot of people that listen to this podcast probably are, but I'm like, when someone asks me if I listen to Taylor Swift, I get offended. <laughs> I'm like, did you, am I giving off that vibe? Yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't like, what did I do to make you think that, you know? There's nothing really about her necessarily. I just feel like she's so overrated. And I don't understand why everyone loves her so much. Oh, it's all about her too, though. She's like, she's like a narcissist and like so out of touch and like she's corny. And um, yeah, of course she's like immensely popular. And that's why it's like more infuriating because you're like, okay, why her? Like, why not any of these other people who are like way cooler and smarter and like better at their art? Yeah. It's yeah, the corniness for me. Right She's so, like, the, uh, every song is, like, so cliche and so corny, and everyone eats it up. I'm like, you guys. Yeah. She's, like, referencing all the books she read in, like, high school English and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you're, I don't even know how old she is, like, 35. I'm like, what? You can't be, like, there's no she's way you're still life. having these teenage experiences. Yeah, she's chuggy for sure. <sighs> Man, I'm gonna, we're gonna offend people by that take. Yeah, this is convos over cold brew. AKA Taylor Swift hate pod. Yeah. I don't hate her. I just like get offended when people like ask me if I listen to her. Yeah. Who do you hate then for celebs? Oh my gosh. I don't have any strong opinion. I don't even hate anyone in the real world. Okay. That's good. That's good. Hate's bad. It's yeah. Bad I don't have hate. I don't hold hate in my heart. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like any other celebrities that like really don't like, like who have I muted? I don't know. I don't really no one's that no one holds that much power honestly in my life yeah I feel like a lot of the ones that people hate I like to stand because they're like so annoying or like Trisha is like a really good example people hate Trisha oh yeah but she's so iconic because yeah it's like very funny yeah that's the kind of character I go for yeah I would agree and you're like a newer Trisha fan too yeah I'm kind of new to her I'm not gonna yeah. lie I have not been keeping up with her at all after the child I heard well, she had a kid, oh, and then I just I just stopped watching. Your Queen Elizabeth is her, reincarnated as her newborn. Mm, love that. Yeah, the same. Yeah, that whole scandal. I remember seeing that on Twitter. I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Trisha Paytas births Queen Elizabeth. That makes me yeah. nice. Um. Okay. What is something about that people? Oh wait. What is something people don't know about the elite running world that they'd be surprised about? Okay. And this is like a super obvious answer. So I don't know if like, I don't know if it's too low hanging of fruit, but it's like, I think people think there's this seriousness and like rigor to it that isn't really there where it's like, like, you know, you wake up at the same time every day and you do like everything exactly perfect. And you like eat everything that's like, you know, like perfectly healthy and like all that stuff but I feel like at least for me and like my friends and like yeah for me and my friends like that's not how it works like everyone's like kind of normal you're just like a normal kid who just also happens to like be running very fast I feel like that could be just who you're surrounding yourself by though maybe I'm lucky (laughs) maybe I'm lucky and I just have normal people (laughs) yeah literally I mean I guess there are some people who seem to be a lot more lifeless with it I don't know if it's lifeless I just feel like people are really type a but I also yeah I kind of agree I don't think it's to the extreme that people think I feel like people think that you have to be like crazy disciplined I'm like no a lot of it is just natural talent at the end of the day and like obviously you work hard but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it's just very talented people um that are doing 
everything somewhat right. Maybe that should be. I'd say that. Yeah. yeah. My, um, I think mine would be, I feel like everything seems so put together on the outside, but I feel like it's almost kind of a mess. Like, I feel like everything is quite messy. Well, and it's like when you're trying so hard for something and you want something so badly, like a little thing is like really hard to deal with emotionally. Yeah. Like a little hiccup. Um, and everybody has them. Yeah. Very fair. Um, okay. Someone asked if you were single. I'm single. Okay. Hit my DM, but only if you're an eight or higher. <laughs> <laughs> That's your criteria. What's your, like your type? Mm, I kind of feel, I've always said like, if you look like you could have depression and that you could write a poem, <laughs> then like you're probably like it might be on the table. It's probably on the table. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair. So if that's you slide into his DMS, mm-hmm. um, how much money? <laughs> someone asked how much money for the man bun to go? Mm, how much are you offering and what, what's what are your motives i mean <laughs> yeah it's like is that want... coming out of hate or like do you is yeah. it coming out of like love and adoration that you want the man bun for yourself like what's yeah i don't so know do you, you don't have a price if it were like some anonymous account that was like quietly getting off to it i feel like i'd charge a high amount <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's fair i mean you that's... have all the leeway there yeah I guess I said earlier like I'm not super attached to my hair I guess people like associate me with my long hair because it's so unique (laughs) so if someone like sniffed it off in the middle of the night you wouldn't be mad I think I wouldn't be that mad I'd feel violated for sure but I think I'd get over it really quickly to note Hmm. um who's your best friend oh that's a wild question uh I feel like I feel like Carter is my best friend. Oh, that's cute. What do you like about the listeners? The listeners will know Carter, but you know, my brother's in contention. My roommate Angus is in contention. Ben right there. What What do you like about Carter the most? What? Why does he win? I, I pick Carter because I think I spend the most time with him. And I think we, we like have a lot of mutual interests. Nice. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good foundation for a best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, that's what I'd say. Keep it simple. What's the best song to run to? Uh, Passion Fruit. Really? Passion Fruit's the best song for like basically everything. Why do you say that? I wonder what the B- what's like the BPM on Passion Fruit. I need to know. One eighty. It must be. Yeah. Okay, so so this is like another new interest of mine. I used to be like Drake, too mainstream. He must be horrible, and I like never really vibed. And I also don't really like rap music, but I recently opened my mind and heart and got into Passion Fruit. And I think it's one of the best things that's ever been made. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a bold statement. Yeah, I actually love best. Drake. I've like been a Drake stand like forever. I think since like high school, I was like bumping his Thank You Later, whatever it is, Thank You Later, whatever album. Ever since then, man, I've been on I it. I could see that. I could see that. You're always in tune with like what's like like big and popular what's like really basic for white women not what i was trying to say but except for taylor swift yeah exactly see i feel like i'm tapped into male culture though so it's like i i lean more towards the rap i know i've really realized like over the last year i'm really tapped into male um like online male culture 
And I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, when we were in middle school, you followed that Mennonist account. Stop. <laughs> no, not even, not, not like that. But I, I, know, am, I mean, I kind of like, I like, I know about like Andrew Tate and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I just, it always like interests me, like male interests interest me more than like women's interests, like makeup stuff could care less about it. Don't know any makeup YouTubers other than James Charles. I low-key love him lately. Really? I'm getting into all the like big YouTubers and stuff way late, but yeah. Yeah. I mean under he's so underrated. I know he's huge, but like people do not give him the respect he deserves. Underrated? What are you talking yeah, about? Bro, he's literally good at what he does. Everyone knows who he is, but like nobody respects him for what he does. Yeah, but didn't you hear like the scandals that he's been part of? With like Tati Westbrook and stuff? No, there was like ones where he was like Snapchatting like kids. Okay, forget it. <laughs> I'm no longer a sister. <laughs> But he is really good at makeup. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um. But again, what would I know? Because I don't like. I'm not tapped into. Untapped. Yeah, I'm untapped into the makeup scene. But um. Anyways, that's a little tangent. What else? What else do I want to ask you? I mean, we could just wrap it up there. I there's not really like I wanted like juicy questions, but we I didn't. I don't think I left the thing up long enough to get like juicy. You didn't get any crazy ones. No, not like any like wild, wild ones. I don't, I don't know. Unless you have any off the top of your head, I might have to close it out. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just reveal juicy details without people asking for them first. Where's the That's dignity true. in that? Yeah, people need to pry a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, well, do you have any advice to your younger, your younger self? Um, you know, I just came home and I feel like I've been thinking about this kind of thing, like how different my life is from when I like lived here last I'd say, like, chill out and take more risks. That's good. I think the take. Advice. I like the take more risks. I think I I kind of followed like a straight path, and I I feel like every time I got like an impulse to do something bold, I didn't do it. Yeah, but isn't what you're doing now kind of I don't know risky is the right word, but it's not like corporate. What? Yeah, I yeah I would also like rather die than work a corporate job. I think. So do you want to work at like new gen for the rest of your life or what's the, what's new like your forever career? baby? No, I think I'll always be doing like something creative. Yeah. Like I'm sense. never going to like, like this is the last zoom call I'm going to get on for like a year probably. And like nobody's slacking me. We're not <laughs> circling back. Yeah. Nobody's slacking me. I don't have Slack downloaded on my computer even. So that's a pro. of. Yeah. That's a big, a big benefit of the, the lifestyle you live. Yeah, what's like your favorite part of your life at the moment? Is it running? Is it work? What What's fulfilling um, you? It's so tangled up. I think like being able to kind of have like freedom of my time so that I like kind of do what is meaningful to me. I know that's like pretty abstract, but yeah, basically every day I like run and work on something creative. So it's kind of like, as long as I'm doing those two things, I'm doing what I got to do. Do you ever feel like you're doing the wrong thing? Or you're just like, um, I don't know. Have you ever questioned what you're doing? Well, like, for example, I'm in my hometown right now. And like my first girlfriend is like due for a baby, like any, like <laughs> any day. And like, that's so weird. You're like, that's where's like, my child? It's like so weird that like they have jobs and like they've been married and like there's a baby that could land into the world tomorrow. Like that feels so far away from where I am right now. 
And it's not like I'm envious of that or like feel pressure to like do any of that. But people are like just playing by different rules and like moving at different speeds. And it's like weird to have that perspective. I feel like the new gen, I don't know what you guys do. The lifestyle is also, it's kind of tiring. Like how many more years do you think that you could do it? Like just so much travel and. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like, I'm trying to like take my foot off the gas of like going to high school meets and stuff. Like Ben loves that. I really like it, but like, I definitely, it's unsustainable, but like, you know, yeah, you know, the new gen, like maybe I'll be making a movie in two years and that's like what I'm doing. Or maybe I'm writing a book or like, I don't know. Like, I think it's kind of like a broad umbrella and there's like a lot of things that could be happening beneath it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I almost feel like this is, you're probably going to hate, I don't even know if you're going to know who they are. You're going to hate this uh, comparison, but I almost feel like it's kind of like the Nelk boys. Do you know who that is? I'm familiar. They had like Trump on the pod and stuff. Okay. Well, that's like, I don't know. They started out. (laughs) Like how'd they get that man on the pod? I don't know. I don't know. But they started out, I feel like just like making videos and then they uh-huh. were like going to college campuses and like sleeping on people's couches and making videos at college parties uh-huh. whatever completely different niche completely different niche right but i feel like that's almost what new gen could turn into because then it started turning into like this whole like full send brand where they had merch and stuff right. um and then so some of the like the original cast ended up just doing that full time and not even being in the videos anymore like i feel like that's what it could turn into like a whole little yeah. empire um so it'll be intriguing to see what happens over the years the new gen empire yeah the new gen empire. fold people in fold people out yeah see there you go the turnover, <laughs> the turnover. horrible it sounds so domineering yeah <laughs> i think that ben's into the idea of domination like world dominate new gen world domination oh i mean i already i remember at camp like talking to him about it i was like wow you have much bigger like worldwide goals than i have even thought of um which is good, you know? Again, shoot for the moon. Yeah. And, and it's you like... Land, you land amongst the stars. Exactly. Um. Okay, well, where can people follow you if they want to check out your stuff? You can follow me on Instagram, at Matt Wisner, Twitter, at Wisner Matt, Letterboxd, at Matty B Snaps. Uh, I think that's all. I think those are the important ones. Matty B Snaps? Yeah. What is that? What is Letterbox? Is that like a right? Letterbox? It's um it's like movies, like a movie social media. Movie you like social media? You like every time you watch a movie, you like rate it. And then you can see like who from your friends has seen it and like what they rate it. You can read their reviews. You can see what they want to watch. Oh my also, gosh, wait, I need that. Yeah, it's like a really good app. It's up and coming for sure. All the homies are on Letterbox. Okay. <laughs> okay. Heard <laughs> it here first. Um, not sponsored by Letterbox, but maybe we should be. Letterbox sponsor the Oregon Track Club. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thanks for coming on today. This was like a very like peaceful episode. Like I almost feel like I needed it. It was like a nice conversation. This was like oh. truly a combo. There's no cold brew involved, but that's because it's like 4 p.m. And it's like 7 I've been p.m. where ripping, you are. I've been ripping cold brew this whole time. It's 7 mm-hmm. p.m. Yeah. Love that. Um okay. anyways, uh to close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas. Thank you all so much for joining us on our little conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, learning a little bit more about Matt and just being like a fly on the wall for our hot takes. I feel like Matt and I have a lot in common. Like our personalities are just quite similar. And honestly, our like pop culture 
interests are pretty similar as well. He's definitely more tapped in than I am, but I just like love talking to him because we, <laughs> I feel like we could talk for hours just about random topics. Um, anyways, thank you all so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at commasovercoldbrewpod if you want to be up to date on the latest episodes and submit listener questions. Also, don't forget to rate and review if you love the podcast. I also love to get guest recommendations because I feel like I've had everyone on the podcast now that I would love to hear anyone that you want to hear from again or you want to hear from for the first time. So feel free to slide in the commas over cold brew pod Instagram DMs because I'm always there lurking and seeing what you guys want. I hope everyone has a great holiday season. I'll be back next week though. Don't worry. Catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.